friends, Anna Hines here, and welcome to this audio where I'm going to share about intuitive eating and the three stages of health. So if you have been in the nutrition world for a while, you're probably familiar with the different diets such as you know, paleo and ketogenic and vegan and vegetarian, maybe macrobiotics or, you know, some of these different um, approaches to health, the different nutritional approaches to health. The first thing I want to say is that there is so much value in some of these different labels, um, some of these different ideas, because they help different people at different times get where they want to go. So, um, My personal experience with the different labels was that they would be helpful for a short period of time when I was in that transition stage. But then if I tried to live my entire life according to that label or that box, that I would, um, I would kind of bump into some problems and I would, my body would also be giving me these signs and signals that I would be ignoring because I'd be on the bandwagon of the paleo approach or the bandwagon of the raw foods diet or the bandwagon of the vegan approach. And, um, and so I begin to really like study into the, the just the, all of these different variables um, in our bodies where we need different types of foods, we de- need different types of supplements, and and we need them at different times. And um, I've, of course, whenever I was in nutrition school, I studied over 100 different dietary theories. And it can be very overwhelming when you realize there's so many different theories out there. And so the magical question becomes, which one is right for me? And so interintuitive eating, and I just want to share with you some of the basic key concepts of intuitive eating and um, why I, I really hone in and focus in on this work and really how to get there. So that's what this audio is about. So key number one is that there really is no one-size-fits-all diet. As much as our mind would love to get the book on our own bodies, um, in my perspective, it doesn't exist. The book for your own body lives inside of you, and um, there is wisdom inside your own body to discover what is the right diet for you. And the reason is because every single human being has its own set of variables, such as gender and age and health history and ethnicity and their level of exercise. And so therefore there's this unique set of foods and mealtimes and amounts and all that. And it could change for that one person. They might be really, um, like athletic for a while and then a certain season of their life, maybe not so much. So that's going to change. Or for women, they have a baby and they have a different set of nutritional needs and all these things change. And, and I think what turned me on to this idea the most is the fact that I'm an identical twin and my twin and I have very different needs, even though, you know, we came from one single cell. So, um, even down to the DNA, you can have some, uh, two different people can have some differences and, and very big ones. So there's no one size fits all diet. And uh, that could either be good news, sound like really good news, or it could sound like bad news because then you may be wondering, well, what do I do now? But so we're going to, we're going to chat about that a little bit more uh, later on the audio. Um, so key number two is that letting go of the labels, meaning the dietary structure um, at a certain point in your health journey, can really help you find the right diet for you. So again, there's certain seasons of our life when being vegan or being paleo or doing the ketogenic can be helpful, but ultimately when we let go of them, we can trust that our body's going to teach us 
how to eat for our unique needs. So number three is your body not only knows how to heal itself, but it also knows how to communicate with you. Your body is a living, breathing, intelligent being. It's always wanting to heal, and it's always interested in telling you how it can best thrive. So we have this incredibly um, amazing being that we just haven't learned how to work it. It's almost like getting a, a really, really cool piece of machinery, and we're, we kind of are we're looking at it, and we're like, wow, it's really cool, and I think it can do all these things, but I don't really know. I don't really know what buttons to push, and and, uh, you know, what to do. So our bodies are kind of like that. And so many of us haven't given, been given tools to know how to work with our bodies, how to give it the fuel it needs, how to work with our emotions and how to process those things and to, to really understand our physical and emotional symptoms. So, um, just, just knowing there's, we have this incredible piece of, of it's so much more than machinery, but this being that has so much capacity and we have to just learn it. And it, it's, it really, um, it wants to communicate with us and that's the good news. And that leads me right into key number four, which is that symptoms are your friends, not your enemies. And in this culture, we're so wired to see symptoms as the enemy. We want to just shoot the messenger and instead of really understanding that it's here to help us, it's here to really help us understand how to thrive. So with symptoms, whether it is physical pain or a cold or cramps or difficulty sleeping, that's a symptom of something deeper going on that's trying to get our attention. But instead of investigating more deeply, we instead will pop the pill or um, just find something to, to shut it down. And, you know, it's not our fault. It's not your fault. It's not anyone's fault. It's that we don't, we haven't been given tools to know how to work with our symptoms. We don't really know what's going on. Maybe we haven't really learned the language of our own bodies. Maybe we really haven't given tools to know how to work with our bodies or our emotions. And so we just tend to take that pill and pop it. And it's, uh, it's, you know, we medicate our symptoms, whether physically or emotionally. And then we think, okay, yeah, I should be fine now. And so what we really want to do is understand that, that, that the symptoms are here to really help us learn how to thrive. And when we're listening to these little subtle signals and symptoms, we don't have to fear the big ones such as illness and disease. And that segues right into key number five, which is that intuitive eating takes into account the emotional side of the food equation. And there's so much I want to say on this because that was my personal story of, of feeling like if I could just eat you know, stick to the diet. If I could just eat this and not that, then I, my, all my physical issues would be healed, which was so not true. And I'm so glad it wasn't true because it led me on the journey that I'm on now. But if you understand that there are such, um, there's so many emotions around food. We have so many things going on inside of us when we eat. It's a very intimate experience. If you think about it, taking food into your body and, um, and it becomes part of you. And there's, there are lots of things that food does for us. It can help us sort of manage emotions, shut them down, make us feel better, you know, make the endorphins in our brain change. It, it chemically changes our body. It, it has so much power in a sense. And if we understand that, that learning to work with the emotional side of the food equation can really help you heal on a physical level, then man, you're well on your way to feeling amazing inside your own skin. 
Okay, on to key number six. So key number six is really about learning how to understand your hunger. So we have different types of hunger. We have nutritional hunger. We have emotional hunger. We have dehydration hunger. We have um, several different types of hunger. And when we learn how to understand what the hunger actually is, again, we're learning our bodies. We're learning what what, what's going on inside of us so that we know how to meet our needs. And um, intuitive eating helps you become aware of how to meet those true needs rather than defaulting back to the old patterns such as mindless eating or overeating or you know s- just sort of stuffing something down. Um, it really helps you understand what your hunger actually is so you can meet your needs. Okay, number seven, learning to eat intuitively helps you learn to interpret the signals and sensations that you've been experiencing to help lead you in the right direction. So this this one really encompasses all the things we've been talking about. We want to learn how to interpret these signals and sensations and symptoms, and we actually have the capacity to do that. We have the capacity to learn our bodies so well and learn things so well and understand how things affect us Um, that we can really find the right diet for us. We can find out what is the, what's, what works for me right now. And, you know, intuitive eating isn't an exact science. It's really more like exploring a place that you haven't explored before and it's an inner adventure. And so I think it also helps to really think of it in that way rather than getting into the trap of all or none thinking of like getting it right. And that can really kind of destroy the adventure. So at this point, you may be wondering, how do I even learn this? Like, how does this work? So the way that I work with intuitive eating is I take it in three stages. So the first stage, and and I'm just going to give you all an overview because there's a whole lot more here, but the first stage is really gently, not harshly, but gently clearing away the confusing foods. And confusing foods are the foods that confuse your internal signals. They confuse your body. So confusing foods are foods like sugar and gluten and dairy and caffeine and alcohol and some of those foods that can be very addicting and hard to give up, which is why we do it gently. Um, And um, we're clearing those away slowly by trading. And what I call, what trading means is you don't deprive, you replace. And um, it can be um, it could be such a helpful thing to learn how to trade rather than just a cold turkey go on a diet. And you may have experienced that before. So we do a real gentle transition, which I find to be key in this being able to be longer lasting. And there's lots of reasons for that, both physically and emotionally. So the first stage is really trading the confusing foods for what I call congruent foods. And these are foods that are congruent with who you are, live, whole, pure, non-toxic foods that your body was made for. And um, so that's the second stage is we add more and more and more congruent foods to where your body just starts to get used to them. It starts to actually enjoy them. It starts to crave them. You start to learn how to make those foods, where to buy them, how, how all that works, you know? And um, some people are totally new to this and some people are, are not. Um, but we also work with the emotional side of it and um, work with any emotional eating, food cravings, overeating, um, what's going on underneath the, the, the desire for these, um, the, the confusing foods. 
So stage number two is just really learning how to eat more congruently and really anchoring that before we move on to stage number three. So stage number three is all about learning the intuitive eating process. And it's very, very difficult to eat intuitively if you've got a lot of confusing foods in your system. So that's why um, the people who have tried intuitive eating before and it hasn't worked, it's because there's too many confusing foods in their system and they're just confused about what to eat and then they just get frustrated. So you have to take this process slowly enough to clear away confusing foods, get to congruent foods, and then you can start to tune in to those signals and sensations that your own body is giving you so that you can learn what foods work and what foods don't. And again, your body is happy to tell you. It wants health just as much as your mind does. And so um, it's so important to to, um, start to allow yourself to really experiment. Again, Um, don't throw water on the fire by trying to get it right. It's just experimentation at this point and um, kind of taking things a little bit deeper. So if you want to learn intuitive eating or how to gently transition yourself from confusing foods to congruent foods without the crash dieting and, you know, the crazy, crazy detox symptoms, then I would encourage you to join an Uh, identity-based nutrition group program because it takes you through all of that in a very sequential step-by-step manner, but it also is within, within the power of that group. So there's one coming up in about a week. It's a pilot program, meaning that it's the first time I've done the program this way. I've done a lot of these programs in the past, but this is the first time I've done it this way, and I'm really excited. The pilot program is about the third of the cost. So if you have been wanting to do coaching with me for a while, now is the time to jump on board. So it's three months with a retreat or a mini retreat at the end. You get private sessions, you get live calls, you get audios and videos and PDFs and all the support that you could need. So you can contact me to find out more. Um, Email me at Anna at IdentityBasedNutrition.com. Um, or, you know, I'm all over the place as far as, um, on Facebook and my website is anahines.com. So thanks so much for listening to this audio. And I hope it just encourages you that you have what you need inside of you to thrive. So don't look up there, out there, over there, look within it's in there. And I want to support you in that process. 